So this episode is about one of my, if not my favorite sitcom of all time. That would be, that's a so-called drum roll right there. (laughs) It's a bit weak, but okay. So anyway, my favorite sitcom is Seinfeld. I discovered it in, I think the 2000s, the early or the late 2000s. Anyway, I discovered, I rediscovered it or discovered it during the uh, after the show went off the air and in reruns. So Seinfeld has a cast of four main characters. You have Jerry Seinfeld, obviously, and then you have his friends. You have his best friend, uh, George Costanza. You have his neighbor, uh, is it Cosmo, Cosmo Kramer or Kramer Cosmo? I don't know. And then you have Elaine, um, a kind, well, they, they used to date, they remain friends and throughout the seasons, they every now and then <laughs> were turned to the idea of dating again, or maybe, uh, friends with benefits type of situation. So anyway, that is the cast. Now, the beauty of this show is that they are a show about nothing. I don't think it's a show about nothing, but that's what Jerry calls it because it's more of the everyday in between moments that happen before the big moments in your life. It's it's the it's the little, the small moments that happen in everyday life. That's what you'll see on Seinfeld. So one episode that um was very disappointing for the majority of their fan base um, is the controversial series finale. That series finale, I barely remember it because I don't even know if I've watched it entirely. <laughs> Because it, it, it kind of is a a meh kind of a episode. But I'm okay with it just because the series as a whole is just perfect. So I, me, I'm willing to let that go. But some other people, you know, not so much. Either way, that's their f- finale. That's how they chose to do it. And so what I am going to do today is rewrite the Seinfeld series finale. Just give it my own little spin. Tell me what you think. Okay. So you have the cast. Um, Again, 
You have Jerry Seinfeld, Elaine Bennis, Cosmo Kramer, and George Costanza, who is known and referred to as Jerry's best friend. They're all 30-something singles living in New York City in the 90s. Um, so they also, <laughs> they all, they all seem to share the same hesitation about marriage. Um, I think George did get married. If I remember correctly, he got married to Susan, but Susan died. They were either engaged or married because I know he got her, um, he got her inheritance or something. I can't remember. <laughs> but yeah, he was either, correct me on that if I'm wrong, but he was engaged or married to Susan. Other than that, I believe they, none of the rest of the characters actually married anyone. Okay, so then... You have uh, Jerry and Elaine's relationship. They've always sort of, I love them as friends. I do. But they always hmm, kind of wondered as they matured if maybe they would experience a romantic relationship and it have a better outcome now that they have matured. That never fully developed because Elaine, she did, um, she had her relationships, so she was, she moved on basically. And so did Jerry. He always, Jerry always kept a girlfriend, let's say that much. So neither one of them stayed single for too long, um, to really give their relationship, as far as the romantic part of it, a second chance. Okay, and then um, with George, after Susan, he kind of just, you know, went back to the usual dating here and there, but nothing serious. Cosmo is another <laughs> commitment phobic character. But I would say his relationships did seem to last a, just, just a hair longer than the rest of them. Although, Elaine, she did have that one guy, um, I can't think of his name, the mechanic. They did last a good while. So, yeah, there's that. Anyway, um, they're all trying to make it in New York City. So that's the cast. Now, Jerry Seinfeld was a, or is, I don't know, a stand-up comedian. Um, he did pretty decent. I would say he had medium success <laughs> because he was able to maintain a studio apartment in New York City and he had a car. I mean, now I'm from New York, so I know for him to be able to maintain that, he had to be doing 
a little bit better than average um, to do that. I mean, he seemed to never be short on cash, but he was never like rich, but he, he did all right. He always had a gig on the weekends, was able to travel, ne never had any major issues. So there you have that. Now, um, I'm going to take a moment to go over one of Jerry's jokes. I don't know if you guys remember the book that Jerry Seinfeld came out with. Um, I believe it was in 2020. Let me just check that real quick. It's called, Is This Anything? Wait, where is the copyright page? Hold on. Yes, it is 2020. I wrote it down. I don't see the... Here it is, the copyright page. Of course there's one. Okay, so it's 2020. He released this book. Is this anything? And this is basically all of Jerry Seinfeld's jokes that he wrote over the years for... I think it's about five decades. It starts in the 70s. 70s. Yes. Oh, and then it goes, it starts in the 70s up to the double O's, 2000s. And then it goes back in reverse to his teen years. So it covers... Uh, most of his life, obviously. <laughs> anyway, there's a joke in here I'm going to read to you. It's called Engaged. And this is from the 80s on page 177, if you have the book. Okay, follow along. All right, Engaged. I got engaged about 10 or so years ago. Didn't want to get married. That was the closest I got. I can tell you this. If you're engaged and you don't want to get married, it's a little tense. Being engaged is like being on just that first part of the roller coaster where you're going up, up, and you have no idea what the rest of the ride is. You just hear that click, tick, click, tick, click, tick. Boy, this thing goes up pretty high. You get to the top, they give you a ring and a piece of cake, and you just go. Uh, we're married. <laughs> okay, so um, now he wrote that in the 80s, I should say. He wasn't married at that point. So um, you can kind of hear his hesitation in that. And Jerry did get married, I believe, in 1999. And he is still married today to that lovely woman. I think her name is Jessica. Um, but I always think it's best to get married in your mature age. And then, you know, you know, get all of that whatever jitters, hesitation, curiosity, whatever you want to call it. Get that out of the way. In your 20s and 30s. That's what those decades are for. But people take that for granted. And they just jump into marriage. And then they're miserable. But you can tell the ones who are 
marriage looks good on them because it it literally looks good on them. And I would say Jerry Seinfeld is one of those people. You know, you look at him and it looks good on him. Anyway, I just wanted to give you that. Oh my goodness. So I am watching this episode and I forgot because this was filmed in the late 90s that was right around the time when cell phones were starting to come out and um so <laughs> there's this funny scene where they are um jerry and george is chastising uh elaine for calling her friend to ask how her father is doing and a father i guess had a situation where he ended up in the hospital and he's not doing well. And so they just, oh my goodness, they go on and on about, you can't have that kind of conversation on a cell phone. And it is so funny because just thinking about it, how the times have changed. And I'm sure in the nineties, I guess, you know, pe people didn't, Mm, they were a bit hesitant about the cell phones. I think they thought it was uh, something that would fade over time, you know, because I remember when I was, I remember I was in high school. <laughs> I'm going to date myself right now. Okay. So when I was in high school, there was a period, a period when beepers were a thing and that lasted for not too long. So those of you who are my age, you know what I'm talking about. But yeah, beepers were a thing. And then that did come and go. So I think that's why in the late 90s, people didn't take cell phones seriously. But it's just funny watching that scene, seeing how, you know, cell phones is the primary uh, telecommunication that people use. I mean, most people don't have landlines anymore. <laughs> so, I mean, if you are checking in on a friend, you would most likely do that through a cell phone. So it, it did kind of make this episode a little bit dated. Anyway, I just, I had to comment on that. That was just too funny. I was like, wow, this show really was in the 90s. <laughs> anyway, um... Yes. So we're going to get back to the show. I'll be right back. Oh my goodness. Okay. I completely forgot what that last episode was about. And I didn't realize it was an hour long. Oh my goodness. So <laughs> to give you a synopsis, NBC um, is interested in Jerry uh, Jerry Seinfeld's um, script that he had written. He had a an opportunity a year or so ago where he worked on a script and he was sent out to L.A. to create this show, but then something fell apart. I think they fired somebody at the studios and then they canceled um, the show. So then NBC, they come back to Jerry when they get their stuff in order, whatever. And they say, we're interested in this, um, sh story idea, this script. 
And so they fly him out um, to discuss it further. And um, they send a, I don't know if they, yeah, he, they sent a private jet for Jerry. He brings, you know, the whole gang with him, Elaine, um, Cosmo, and George. So the four of them are on their way to um, Hollywood when they witness someone being robbed and they don't come to that person's aid. So then a cop sees that they're, they didn't do anything and then he arrests them under the Good Samaritan law. And then they are taken to trial to, for a jury to decide whether they are guilty or innocent of that crime. So that's the synopsis. Um, hmm. <laughs> Now, people were not impressed with this uh, final episode. I think either way, whatever happened, people wouldn't be satisfied. But I think the main problem with satisfying the viewers is the fact that this show is mostly about nothing, you know. So it's kind of hard because... The finale, as far as sitcoms, it, it tends to wrap everything up. It usually is like a big, grand gesture. But that wouldn't fit with the Seinfeld formula because the whole series has always been about, you know, small events that they kind of make big in their <laughs> in their heads, you know, but it's it's never been about, you know, so-and-so gets married or, I mean, people did get married throughout, but it, it's not about those big moments, you know? So I think that's why it was always destined to miss the mark. Anyway, fans were not happy with it, but looking at it now, I kind of like the series finale. I, th I think I like it. I like the way they brought out all the old um, characters who we've seen over the years. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I can't believe it. And you can tell Larry David wrote this episode because I mean, I'm, I'm sure obviously there were other people in the room, you know, how it is in a writer's room or maybe you don't know, but I don't know actually, <laughs> but I'm saying in general, you know, they, they put one name, they credit Larry David as the writer, but I'm sure there were many people at the table with him helping him uh, put this episode together. And you can just tell the love that they put into this. But um, I, I'm looking at it now. I enjoyed it. But years ago, I remember not being all that satisfied with it. Okay, so. We return to the real life Jerry Seinfeld's book, Is This Anything? This is the 90s, page 243. It's titled Men's Attention. Here we go. Why are women always trying to draw men's attention to every area of your body we're already totally focused on? 
short skirts, push-up bra. Do we really need the coaching? I find some of these sexy outfits women wear a little insulting. It's like they feel we need a highlighter. Don't tell me where to look. If we can't handle the layering and gawking by now, I don't know why we even bother setting up all these construction sites. You know, women walking by construction sites is what built this country. There's no other way to get people to do these jobs. Women complain, but this system is working. If you guys want to stand on the street and be obnoxious all day, you're going to have to at least pretend to be building a building. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know how that joke ages today in the Me Too movement, but... I mean, hey, it was the 90s when he wrote this joke. <laughs> uh, and can't you tell he's a New Yorker? I mean, oh my goodness. Okay, so now we're going to wrap this up with my rewrite. Now, I am in no way saying that I am a better writer than Larry David or Jerry Seinfeld or, you know, any of those other brilliant minds that put this show together. But this is just my take on a show that I love. So hope you like it. This is my version of what the Seinfeld finale should have been or what it would have been if I were writing the episode. Now, when I was thinking about it prior to rewatching it, I did remember not liking the final episode all that much. And I didn't, <laughs> I didn't realize it was an hour long. So I'm, I'm wondering if they like split it up and did like showed a part one and part two over a two week period or I, because I didn't see it at the time when it was on the air. I watched it. I discovered Seinfeld in reruns. So I'm not sure how that went anyway. At the time when I first watched it, I didn't like it all that much. And I remember thinking it was kind of boring, but rewatching it now, I really do enjoy it. But still, I'm going to give you my take on what the finale would be. Now, keep in mind, this is all in fun. I am not in any way saying Larry David needs my help or Jerry Seinfeld needs my help or any of the other people who is a part of that talented team that put this show together. But this is just me as a fan giving you my take on the Seinfeld finale. So my idea would be Jerry is presented with an idea by his agent to become the ambassador for Match.com. I think this would be great because Jerry, for 
through throughout the series, he has always been the forever bachelor. You know, he's he always has a girlfriend or always has a date, but it never quite goes to the next level. It never progresses. It kind of just stays in that new relationship phase. So I think this would be great. I looked it up and Match.com came to be, I think it was around 1995. It was somewhere in the late 90s. So this would have been perfect for this as a plot in the finale because Jerry, you know, <laughs> and man, those dating sites, it was still kind of new at that time. It was still in its infancy. And I think especially with the gang. Yeah, I can see Jerry being the ambassador and doing the commercials. And, oh my goodness, like when I just think <laughs> about the commercials. But, yeah, Match.com, it wasn't a big thing yet, if I'm remembering correctly. Not, none of those sites were had really taken off yet so it it would have been ahead of its time <laughs> so I think it would have been perfect or at least in my mind it would have been perfect and then with Jerry being a bachelor for so long there's a number of ideas that you can come up with for him so yeah, I mean, and you still can use the Larry David uh, kind of method that he did where he was bringing back all of the characters and kind of, um, it was kind of like a tribute to all of the guest appearances. You still can kind of weave that into the story if you wanted to, or you can just go with you know, the women that he dated over the years. But I, I see a lot of ideas that can be brought to life with the match.com. So that's just me, but. And then I was thinking Jerry can tell the gang, you know, um, about his new gig, becoming the ambassador for match.com because why wouldn't he? And then, you know, they have to wage a bet because that's just who they are. So, <laughs> so I see Elaine and George and Kramer waging some kind of bet. I don't know what the bet would be, but I can certainly see the four of them coming up with something. <laughs> Their competitive natures will be stimulated. Okay. And then Jerry gets them each to sign up and then that and Elaine actually 
is in a relationship still. So that, of course, would cause conflict in her relationship. And then we would get to explore that. But yeah, I see many ideas that you could come up with based on the Match.com idea or just any dating site in general. You don't, it doesn't necessarily have to be Match.com. But, and I was looking, um, not looking, but I was thinking about social media at that time. And well, actually there, there was no social media. (laughs) So yeah, there was no social media, but I think... Yeah, there there would have been a website at that time, but with Match.com, I don't know how they did things in the 90s, but yeah, so they, they were still in their infancy, so, hmm, <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, how would that have looked? I mean, in my mind, I'm seeing commercials. But I don't know about like websites and stuff, what that would have been. But anyway, I see a great story with that idea. I feel like that idea would have solidified the time that they were in. So... Yeah, I like that. But tell me your ideas. If you remember that finale, what you thought about it, like what would you have done differently with that finale? Or would you, or do you like it the way it is? You know, are you one of those who actually likes the finale? But yeah, so that's my take on the finale. So that wraps up this episode and tell me what would have been your ideal Seinfeld ending, like I said, and then if you liked this episode, I hope you will subscribe and listen to the next one. Thank you.